Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. It's an interesting season at the moment. The Spirit of God is, is actually calling us into a, is into a closer intimacy than we've ever had before. And you might say, no, 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 I've been intimate with God. I know what that's like. Then He's calling us into a deeper intimacy so when we sing these songs show me what moves your heart that's a very intimate thing very personal as well because each one of us is attracted differently we all have different desires and intrigues and things that make us up that just shows me the amazing heart of God the profound creativeness of it that he comes to me he comes to each one of us individually so intimately that is no one else's it is just us and him there is no one else. This never gets shared. He wants that with us. You might think, I don't know what you're talking about. See, I hope you can you feel the presence of God here at the moment? I hope you're sensing that. When we sing, mark your people with your presence, that's the most profound thing we can say. Lord, fill me with your spirit. Father, Do it in such a way that it is profoundly manifested in my behavior, in my words, in the attitude and the atmosphere of my life. Because that's what He desires. He desires that we be light. He desires that we be love. He desires that we be peace. He desires that we be healing. He desires that we be forgiveness. Be forgiveness. Father, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for forgiveness. Thank you that you have forgiven us, Father, that you have washed us clean through Jesus, that you have made a way through Jesus that we can boldly, boldly, boldly come into your presence, Father. We choose your presence right now, Father, above every distraction, above every time limitation, above everything else. Father, we choose intimacy with you. Right now, speak to your people, Father, by your Spirit. What moves you, Father God, in heaven? Lord of creation, King of the universe. If you want to be marked with His presence, just throw your hands up right now. Father God, mark your people with your presence. Mark them with your presence, Father. Fill us with your spirit. Fill us with your presence. We invite your presence in your spirit here. Surinandiye hiyerniye kurunu kushiyendarada What moves your heart, Father? Show us what moves you, Father. You are holy, Lord. You are set apart. The word holy has an aspect to it. It's set apart. That's why we sing that. He is set apart from everything on this earth. Even though we see His patterns, we see His glory, He is set apart from it. There is nothing on this planet that can actually even equate to His glory, His His majesty. We see glimpses of it, but it's only glimpses of it. He is so holy. That's why the angels that surround Him, they go around, they've got six wings and they cover their faces. 
because they're just so overwhelmed with two wings. They cover their faces and they cover their feet and they cover their bodies as they fly around Him. And they're going, holy, set apart, pure, righteous, so set apart, so unique, so valued, so heavy, so weighty, oh, so pure, so beautiful, so majestic. I want to see it, Father. I want to see Your glory. I want to see Your glory, Father. Mark your people with your presence, Father. Mark your people with your presence. Father, we just desire a release of your presence. We see it in Scripture. We see it in Acts. Oh, Lord, we see you pouring out your Spirit. We know that's your desire, to pour out your presence on your people. Father, thank you for what you're doing in the church. Thank you for what you're doing in families. Thank you for what you're doing in individual lives. You're bringing us together. We, your people, we, your people, the children, children of God, sons and daughters of the living God. Mm. Father, thank you for the family under one Lord, under one Spirit, under one baptism, under one salvation, under one forgiveness, under one name. Thank you for the unity that you bring. It's us. We the people. Your people, Father. We are your people. Have your way here today, Father God. Have your way. Be glorified, Jesus. Be glorified. The words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart, the thoughts that we allow to pervade in our mind, be glorified. Say hello to someone around you. Greet them. That's what it says in Scripture. Greet people around you. Greet them. Go over. Say hello. Sorry, Ryan, it's, it's not you, it's me. I turned it off. Ah. Oh, praise the Lord in the sanctuary. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If you've got nothing else, I don't know what to say. Hallelujah. That's our word. I love learning different languages. Well, I, I learn greetings in different languages. I'm not going to attempt them because I haven't been working on them this morning. I would really love to use them more um, prevalently. It, it's good to, like using different words and all that. Oh, see, I just lost my balance. Sorry, guys, lost my balance, lost my train of thought. You wouldn't believe how many times I nearly go to fall over because I've got a numb foot. Thank you for laughing. Now you're allowed to laugh. I do. I laugh at my body all the time. Oh, come on, you get up. You see yourself when you get out of the shower in the mirror. You've got to laugh, don't you? You've got to go, Lord, you've got a sense of humor. But honestly, we need to know that God actually values our bodies and how we treat our bodies. It's a tent that we've been bestowed, honoured, graced with, to exist in. You know, and we, we say this all the time, but it's a powerful revelation. We are not humans walking around trying to get a spiritual experience. We are spirits inhabiting a human form, trying to make sense of it all. And we've got someone who's gone before us gone before us in all things. Wouldn't it be good that in life you had someone who was a master at doing everything that could sit down and guide you through it every step of the way? Hey, hey, come on now. How many times would you love to have a, like an, a, a legit Italian chef with you, you know, making the pasta sauce to put on the pizza because you only put tomatoes in there, nothing else, just tomatoes. I pointed to someone. Did you notice? 
We've got a master before us. He's so kind. He's so generous. He's so loving. He's not a master who strikes us. He's not a master who wants to uh, expect or drag out of us something that is not within us. Don't you love that? I've had things required of me many times in life that I've tried to shape up to because I've thought it was expected of me. But then I found out it's not my bag, baby. That's not what I'm up for. (laughs) I can't do that. It wears me out. It annoys the pig. Saying in my family, that's like trying to teach a pig to sing. There's a lot of things that we do in life that's like teaching a pig to sing. Number one, it wastes your time. Number two, it annoys the pig. So, find out what you're meant to do in life. Oh, Father, what pleases you? Tell me what moves you. Because we could try pleasing so many people in life. We can try and, you know, because we're a spirit trying to make sense of this earthly existence. Don't get a weird on me with that. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not that weirdo type of person. Sometimes. When we get to the Father, and He's going to know each one of us. Jesus knows each one of us. He sees us. I'm going to wonder what that encounter is going to be like, because I play scenarios through my head. Can you just embellish me a little bit? Because I know who I am. And I'll be like, oh, man, I'm just glad I made it. Honestly, just glad, Lord, that you see me. And he just goes, no, I know you. I don't just see you in the crowd. I know you and he comes for me. He'll push all you aside, but he won't. And he comes for us. And he, and immediately, everything that I've known that I've, that glorifies him shines in me. I don't know how, but it shines in me and I see it. And I throw it down. I go, you're worthy. Oh, man. And he says, well done. Well done for what? Because when, if you read it, scripture, and he says, many will come to me on this day. Because this scripture, you know where I'm going with this one. Many will come to me on this day and say, Lord, Lord. You know where I'm going with this scripture? I'm not, I haven't, none of this, I said to somebody this morning, it's really interesting for me to come and speak nowadays because I have a message, but it's, I want to see what the Holy Spirit brings. Not doing anywhere near my message so far, so it's really good. Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we cast out demons in your name? And it sounds really harsh away from me. Back off, mate. I I really don't know you. You're not that intimate with me. That's what I read in the essence of these words. It's like, hoo hoo, back off, mate. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. You did a lot of showing that, but you did that out of, and these are the words, you did that out of your own selfish ambition. You did that and you got a reward because people looked at you and went, oh, wow, you didn't. You're not into, I don't want that, guys. I don't want that for me. I don't want that for any of us. I want well done, good and faithful servant. So that means you can't copy anybody else's walk. Don't go there. It's not your journey. It's not your walk. Don't try and copy someone else's walk. If you see anything valuable, anything weighty in their life, Imitate that because that's them imitating Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, how wondrous. How wondrous is Jesus. Thank you, Carl. Bamboo Christians, hey? Bamboo Christians. Bamboo. I love dad jokes. I have none. Thank you. When Jesus said in Matthew 10 to his disciples, he released them. He said, go, go, go. 
in your going, which is what he says now. When he says go and make disciples, he says in your going, in your life, remember to be a disciple and to always be drawing attention to the fact to desist, dis- <laughs> that we need to discipline our lives after the teachings of Jesus because God is glorified through the teachings of Jesus and people are treated well through the teachings of Jesus. Oh, my goodness. So he says, the kingdom, when you go, proclaim this message. So this is our, what we are meant to do now. This is the message that we are meant to proclaim. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Don't wait for it. It is here. The kingdom of heaven has come near. It has come now. It is here. This is before Jesus died. This is before the sign of Jonah came. (laughs) In Matthew, all this stuff comes out. You've got to read through it. Oh, my goodness. I love this. Kingdom of heaven has come near. So then he says, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons, freely have received this, freely give. Freely give it. We need to be freely letting this thing out a lot more of our life. God's saying you've got to let it out. The Father's saying you've got to let it out. You've got to let out it. Don't try and package it up in something neat that you think is palatable. Share you. Share your experience with Him. That's all it is. Be a witness. Be a witness. But something that's on my heart that we need to really freshen up, and that's the word for this year is fresh. Fresh breath, fresh fire, fresh word, fresh ministry, fresh revelation, fresh understanding, fresh wisdom, whatever it is that you require, fresh, fresh. God is breathing fresh this time. And take it in, guys. Take it in. Make time, however you hear from God, make time to hear from God. Make time to inquire of the Lord. Inquire of the Lord while He can be found. Scripture exhorts us to do that. I'm telling you, he can be found so easily at the moment. Matthew 13, we're going to read this. Matthew 13, get ready, get ready, get ready. Holy Spirit, speak to us today. Speak to us today. Shandaria kukushiandara. So next week, next week, yes, it's February. We're starting on fasting. So... Fresh fasting. In Isaiah, it says, I, is it Isaiah? It talks about fasting. All these things just come flooding to me now. Mm, I should look these up before. <laughs> Thank you. He says, the, the fast that I require of you is fast of rejoicing. It's not fast of mourning and fast of this. It's actually fast of feasting and fast of rejoicing. So the, the Holy Spirit just lit something. When we come together... God wants us to do community back again. We need this. We need to get into one another's lives. To be honest, we've got people churning up here thinking that um, new people and some people that have been here for maybe even a few years, thinking that people here are all the same family or like they've been here for years. There's so many new people in this church at the moment. You've got no idea. I can't keep up with all your names at the moment. So don't think, oh, this is the church and that. All these people are the same. They've been the same every week. No, we're, God is doing something here at the moment. And so I say get in one, into one another's lives. We've got such an incredible mix. I am so, like we've got people here from Iran, people here from New Zealand, people here from Turkey, people here from the islands, people here from Africa, people here from, from Asia, all over. And I'm going, why has God got you here? I'm so excited for you because we are leaning into what God wants for each individual at the moment. And if he's brought you here, then God has something for your life that is so unique and so profound. Not because he's so special. He's so special. Matthew 13, that same day, and if you want to know what that day was, there's so much more before that. This is power pack. This is a roller coaster ride. It is a blockbuster movie, I'm telling you, the book of Matthew. That same day, Marvel cannot compete. DC can't compete. That same day, 
stop there. Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Interesting how Jesus does stuff like this. There's so much going on and he goes out and sits by a lake. But such a great large crowd gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it. Jesus knew about acoustics. When you're on a boat on the water, it amplifies beautifully. I used to ski instruct and people would come off and hit the water hard and some expletives would come out a few times. I'd have to go over and say, shh, everyone along the river can hear you when you say those words. And I say for probably three or four kilometres, everybody hears you. Just if you're down the river and you're having a fight or something like that. Don't go walking along the river and argue with your wife. Everyone will hear him. While all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. We know this story over and over. Come on. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched. The very thing that they needed was sunlight to grow. But without the balance right, they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plant. Still others fell on good soil, where it produced a crop 100, 60, 30 times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Whoever has hearing ears, ears to hear, hear. The disciples came to him and asked, why do you speak to the people in parables? This is really interesting, isn't it? Because you've you got to understand, Jesus is a good shepherd, the only good shepherd. Is he trying to withhold from people? Is he trying to do something here that, because he goes on to say, um, because the king, sorry, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, that's a big statement. The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven have been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has been given, oh, sorry, Get my words around it. Whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. And whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. This is why I speak to them in parables. Does anyone ever look at these things and go, it's a little bit unfair? Because by our human standards, we think that's unfair. But it's not. He's still speaking out the truth. He's still speaking out. If anyone has an ear to hear, they're going to hear. Why does God hide from us? It's always intrigued me. Why do we think that God hides from us? To be honest, he does. Number one is for us, to protect us, to protect us. If we saw him in his fullness... (laughs) Everything within us would just go up, oh, not enough. The guy that touched the, um, the Ark of the Covenant tried to save it. He just went, oh, not enough. You walk into the presence of God, hadn't cleaned into the Holy of Holies. Oh, not enough. He hides from us so that the weight of his glory and the profound majesty of who he is does not just we go, well, I'd, I wouldn't mind giving it a shot. It's a one-hit wonder, that one. Why does he hide gemstones and gold? Why, why are they formed? Why don't they grow on trees? Honestly, God could grow anything he wants. Aaron stuck his staff in the ground and overnight produced a crop produce buds, produce leaves. God can do whatever he wants, but it's only for those who go seeking it out and pay a great price, they receive a treasure. Those who had an ear, let them hear. God's speaking at the moment, guys.
whoever has been given. <laughs> whoever has. So we always look at it. The guy who's been given the talent, the guy who's been given this, and people that have got stuff. And then Jesus says, those who have will be given more. And those that don't have, and we go, you're taking stuff? What is this, a communist society? What was some sort of fascist government here? It's not that at all. Because we always look at it as monetary value or our, our place in life because our money shows or our intelligence, or whatever it is, our job. <laughs> what is really valuable here? The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom have been given to us to seek out. See, we've been given his Holy Spirit. That's the spirit of revelation. That's the spirit of truth. So we can go and seek out scripture. Seek the Lord. Seek the Lord. So, Jesus said, this is why I speak in parables. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not hear or understand. In them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. You'll be ever hearing but never understanding. You'll be ever seeing but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears and they have closed their, their eyes. Otherwise they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts and turn. And I would heal them. This is Isaiah speaking back then. And then Jesus repeating it again in his time. I can repeat it for our time now. We have just got the internet just. In my generation, the internet has been tacked onto the last part of it in my life. Some of you, you were born into the internet. So the internet, as I understand it, is the culmination of all human knowledge and has been brought together so we can access it at any time. All of human knowledge. Why is it making us so dumb? Honestly, in, in 20 years' time, they're going to be treating the internet like we talk about, make it 50 years, about smoking. They let their kids touch it. The internet. Pregnant mothers were using the internet. They were allowed to use it in restaurants. The internet. And you think, that's silly, Steve. I'm telling you now, there's something insidious comes with every technological advancement that we have because greed gets attached to it. But something powerful is coming through that as well. Does anyone have version, the, the Bible app? I'm using that one at the moment. Bible Project have partnered with them. So at the start of every chapter that you get to, or not chapter, every book, they give you a brief breakdown of what that book is. You can go into YouTube and, and look at it. It's all free and online. Love these guys. Love, love, love them. They don't charge anything. The church is not meant to charge anything for anything, you know, like for all that sort of stuff. When, yeah. So watch these things. They really bring out some great stuff. Sorry, my, my grandson just took a dive right in front of the stage. What they're talking about here, do you have a hunger? Because Jesus, right in his Matthew, right at the start, he says, blessed are those that are poor in spirit, that blessed are those that realize that they have a deficit in their life, that nothing human in their endeavors, nothing in their, their understanding, nothing in their, their religions, their theologies, their philosophies, nothing can save them. Blessed are those. You'd be like, that's a pretty hopeless place. No, only one place, one source, God has that salvation for us. And it has come through Jesus. So what it's talking about when he gives us something. It's hunger. Do you have a hunger? Do you have a desire? What we have will be given more. Get that hunger. I've got to ignite it. I've got to be honest. Sometimes I don't get hungry and I'm not hungry. You know, a hot day, haven't drunk enough, don't feel like eating something, you know, but I've got to eat 
You've got to force yourself sometimes. Sometimes we need to sit down and say, Lord, I need to eat from your word. I'm not hungry at the moment. Be honest with him. I'm being very honest with God at the moment and saying, okay, I've never said these words. I'm not, I'm not, some people say they, it's okay to get angry at God. I'm still 50, no. I might be 13% on getting angry with God. It's okay to vent your anger with God. I'm being a good son here, not at God. Because he is the source of everything good. You don't want to blame the source of everything good for your misinterpretation of what good is at that very moment in time. Okay. I've got five minutes. Not that we're looking at the clock. Happy, happy, happy. Happy, happy. For those on the podcast, Ezra just walked past doing a happy sound. To be honest, guy, I heard a baby up the back crying and and making sounds, and I'm loving it. I'm loving baby sounds in the church. Don't ever think you have to hide away. We're a a church. Please bring it. If you're comfortable with them making sound, and if if people around you are going, can you keep that baby quiet, bring them up the front, because I like babies making noise. So you can come up, sit with me. I will be entertained by the baby. I will play with them, so... Just a caveat on that. So that God never withholds. Can I make a point here? When we see this, we need to understand the heart of the Father, the heart of the Father, to do good, to do justice. And I've read a scripture just before this in Matthew 12, where it's talking again about Isaiah. And he's talking about a breeze reed. He will not, you know, and, it, and then he says, until justice is brought in victory some reason that statement stuck with me. He will bring justice in victory. We all want justice. We all want justice in our lives. We want justice for people. We want justice in our community. We want justice, but we will never see it until justice itself is brought in victory by Jesus. What does that mean? (laughs) I don't know. But my hope is in that. Do I fully comprehend that? No. My feeble brain meets can't get that. But God, justice is something permeable. It's not just something that we hope for and desire, that we want applied to our our circumstances. It is something that is honoured and glorified in God. God is justice. So in saying that, God is never unjust. So... Oh, where am I up to? Just pausing. But blessed, in verse 16, blessed are your eyes because they see. Okay, going to get weird on you. Just put your hands on your eyes and say, my eyes are blessed. My eyes are blessed to see your glory, Father. My eyes are blessed to see your pattern in creation. My eyes are blessed to see Jesus everywhere. Hmm. Thank you, Father. We want more of your spirit. We want more of your spirit. We want more of your spirit, Father. I'm just trying to catch the heart of God here. We just spent some time on this, Father. Thank you for blessing our ears. Thank you for blessing our ears to hear your voice. Put your hands on your ears. Ears, you are blessed to hear the voice of God. You're blessed to hear the voice of our Father, to hear the voice of the Spirit. And that might, you might say, I don't hear that, nor do I. I have once. I was in... I was immortal, like I was about to die. I was in a situation where I'd, in a work situation where I was put in a compromising position and everything was about to collapse on top of me and I would have just, um, it's horrible thinking for them, but I would have had a metal 
like a big steel girder, like one of these, but about this tall, an I-beam, I go straight through my legs and just crush my legs. And the Holy Spirit went, Stephen! I went, ooh, because my boss had three times told me to go down there and it was safe. And I came out and I went, I don't feel safe. And he just said, stop. So I got out of there and I tried to do my job as best. And then this thing collapsed and it was, it was horrific. And um, so the Holy Spirit will speak very audibly. But what do, I, what do I get? I'm just, don't go on me. Has to be individual. But I go on what Scripture says to me. Everything has to line up with Scripture. If I get a, a leading in the Spirit or a thought that pervades my mind, I, I feel like, oh, that's, that's really good. I must then get a Scripture, and not just one. I must then get a thread of scriptures that go with that. And the Holy Spirit, because Jesus said, the Holy Spirit, it's better that I go so that the comforter can come because he will bring to remembrance everything that I've taught you. Everything. Do you know how many times I draw on that one promise? If anything on my tombstone, Stephen... He sucked off the Holy Spirit, everything that the Holy Spirit could give me. He was just like, please, Holy Spirit, give me more. Give me more. It's better that I go. It's better that I go. It's better that I go, Jesus said, because revelation flows. It wouldn't it be great to have Jesus with you? He could explain all Scripture. Like when, he's re when you're reading through and you go, Jesus, what did you mean by that? Wouldn't that be great? We've got his Holy Spirit. Are you using it? Are you using his Holy Spirit? When you read your scripture, please, reminder. I'm reminding you today. Read scripture. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak. Allow the presence of God. For truly, I tell you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but did not see it. And to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. And we go, huh? What? I said, love. I said, dear. <laughs> Please. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, does not understand it. Jess, we are a people. We are a people dedicated. Sorry, Das, can you put that up on the screen? I told Jess before. We are a people dedicated, growing in our understanding of him and his ways. Him and his ways. That's on a daily basis. Aligning on a daily basis. Him and his ways. On our Father, today, what do you desire to speak to me with? Father, today. What do you desire to do in me, do through me, and do for me? Because that's what the Father's heart is. He wants to provide for us. He wants to move through us. Ah, and he wants to do something profound in us. So many times, I have not understood these aspects of the kingdom and these birds of the air have come in and snatched that truth from me and it's taken me a long time to come back to it. We all have paths in our life. God is saying at the moment, get rid of your paths. Get rid of those hard-worn tracks that you're walking along. This is your everyday you're every day, you're, you're tracking that path down and God says, stop. What are you doing? Where are you? Say, here I am. Whatever, it, you're going through that normal day, in your going, be a disciple. In your going, make disciples. Let that atmosphere permeate through you of God. It has to, guys, it has to, it has to, it has to. Jesus must be permeated through everything that we do. Because if we don't, oh my goodness, everything gets robbed. 
I realize now that when I don't fully get the, the truth of that kingdom's principle there, fully understanding it, even though I might be sharing it with others, it gets stolen. It gets stolen, guys. I don't want to get it. God's saying, it's not going to get stolen anymore. The time's coming where seed's going to go into the soil. So it's a fresh season. It's a fresh season. Whew. We are a people that are dedicated to understanding Him and His ways. Understanding Him and His ways. It goes beyond knowing. It goes beyond that knowledge of, oh yeah, I, I know that. I, I've heard that before. I can recall that. And actually it permeates. Because that word understand, is, it's almost in the sense of the same word as baptism. Oh, congratulations for baptism last week, guys. Uh, and Jesus, after he was baptized, he was led by the Spirit. You're going to be led by the Spirit. We know it. You're being led by the Spirit. But then the enemy comes and says, if you really are a son or daughter of God, prove it. You don't need to prove anything. Jesus has proved anything. Just remind the devil who he is because he'll come back. He comes, comes back and he never hits you where you're strong. Filthy little animal. He comes in where you're weak, where he knows he can just get you. And it's in your flesh. It's in some area. And so you just go, nah, nah, that's not me. I was buried with Christ. Now I'm alive in him. The old me is gone. The new has come. The old creature is gone. The new creatures come forth. Just keep, Jesus used scripture to put the devil in his place. We've got to use scripture to put the devil our bodies, our minds, our souls in place. Soul, why are you so downcast? I will yet worship the Lord. I will yet praise Him. That's not me. That's David. Here we go. The seed falling on the rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and then receives it with joy. We've all done this. But since they have no root, ah, I've lacked roots in my life. Why? Because Stephen likes the, just the flourishy times. He likes the summer and spring season where it's all fun and la-di-da. And he gets to eat lights and nice fruit and vegetables and run outside with people. Doesn't like winter times where I've got to go deep into the Word of God. It doesn't like winter times where he's got to go deep and go looking for nourishment and go looking for resource and water. Winter times, we need those times. I'm so grateful for winter times. If you're going through a winter time, even though it's going to be hot this week, let your roots go down deep so that you're not got shallow soil. Sorry, rocky soil. I'll get it right. Um, and then it springs up for a short time. But when trouble or persecution comes, this is really good, because of the Word, because of the, when trouble comes because of the Word, when can the Word bring trouble? When it tries to refine us, when it refines us, when it's the rock of offense and it starts, oh, wait a minute, oh, I'm being, I'm being bashed around here, getting some stuff, oh, now I'm being, oh, I'm being sharpened up with that rock now. Hmm. When trouble or persecution, and I've seen it, the church has offended people. The church has spiritually abused me. When persecution or trouble comes because of the word of conviction that's in our heart, are we going to stand strong? Or are we going to run away like little snotty-nosed children? Oh, my goodness. We are being called to stand up and be sons and daughters of God. The whole earth is crying out for the sons and daughters of God to be revealed. Who's holding the veil? No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Let your light shine. Let your light, and you might say, but I've got too much to be grumpy about. Don't let your grumpiness, shove the grumpiness back. Let your light shine. Because I've got to do that. I want to be grumpy. And Kylie says, who stole your joy? And it's usually, no, I gave it away. I gave it away, gave it away, gave it away, gave it away. Now, don't. Hold on to your joy. It is your strength. I know we've gone through this before, guys. We all have these this different soils in our life. But understanding, understanding, 
We've been praying for understanding. We've been praying for wisdom. The messages have been coming through have been some of wisdom, understanding. I want to grow in understanding. We need to be people that understand the times and the seasons. I've been looking at revivals and that, and Kylie brought up an interesting point. Something significant was happening in community every time that we've seen God move profoundly on the face of the earth. Martin Luther, there was such significant stuff. Science had just exploded. Copernicus had just seen that the sun was now the center of the universe, of the solar system, and not the earth from his perspective. So we changed and we said, oh, the church is wrong. The earth isn't the center of the universe anymore. So there was this whole shift. And universities and and institutions established and people were more concerned with making sure that their children had a good education and a good job in life than they were in training them up to know God and have a relationship with God. And we, what had started out as a good thing, educating people had then become an idol and a God. What started as, as being a good steward in life had then become parameters and guidelines and become so structured. And then the church was so established All this stuff had happened around that time. Makes me think about what's happening right now. Then there was this incredible eruption. We've seen these eruptions of God moving through through people that chose to just seek his face and segregate themselves from the world. Not cut themselves off, but from the pattern of the world. God is calling us more than ever to cut ourselves off from the pattern of this world. That means the way they think about things, the way that they value things. And I'm using they here. You know what I'm saying. Uh, There is a shift coming. There is a richness coming in God. It's like a gold vein just sitting there. Do we want to dig deep enough? Do we want to go in? Are are we going to... Are we going to hang around when no one else is there and just say, yeah? Because coming into Febfast, I want to bring our prayer times into another level. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. Whenever we come together, number one, we're praying for the healing of sick. On church on a Sunday, I've been wondering how we come together for prayer. We, we used to do prayer before church and then we got too big for our, my little office out there. So we started doing it in here, but people get distracted. So what we're doing, what we're going to do, everyone's finding out this at the same time. So apologies to everyone. But this is being led, this is spirit. So I've been just meeting him here on a, like, I didn't get so much this morning because I was greeting people, but I just worship with the team. Team, yeah? Just worship with you and I just walk around praying. So that's what we're going to do. It's going to be a very organic start. 9.15, I think the band, or 9 o'clock, 9.15, the band kicks off. So please, guys, we're starting prayer, and we're going to be praying for sick to be healed, number one, whatever it might be. If you're sick, then we pray. If you bring sick, we pray. When we come together, heal the sick, heal the sick, heal the sick. I want to, and I'm like, I'm, I'm not contending with sickness anymore. I want to contend for miracles. I want to contend for healing. I, I don't want to be talking to you about, about a problem I want to be praying for it but I still want to talk to you about it and you know there's a shift coming guys there's a shift there's a fresh shift coming in God can we just if you're able just stand your feet I know I haven't finished my message off but that's all right I really feel to pray can we pray for healing right now um who have we got that can play oh there we go Shana that's right Shana was on keys Carl pointed that out Yes. Just get comfortable, guys. Hallelujah. If you need healing in your body right now, just put your hand up. I want to know if I'm on the right. Yep, okay, we've got a few people here. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you right now. Jesus, by your stripes, by your stripes, what was inflicted on you for injury, the pattern of this world, to decimate, desecrate, mutilate, harm, violence, 
we are healed. That which was thrust on you in hatred, we are given in love. You're healing. You're a healer, Father. You're a healer. Father, thank you for this atmosphere of healing right now. Father, we just thank you for this atmosphere that's charged with healing. Guys, if you need healing, just, just step out of your seats. Come up the front. We might need to get a, some oil. Yes, can I get some people to get some oil? I can't run. Well, I can. It looks funny, though. Come on, guys, let's lean in. I don't know about you. I don't want to switch off in times like this. I want to go, God, I want to see a miracle. Father, I want to see something transform. I was reminded a couple of weeks ago, I was telling somebody about a, a guy I listened to years and years ago who was speaking on, it was a YouTube and he was talking about God's healing. And he had a throat condition from a trauma or an injury. And, he, and when he spoke, he spoke like this. And he's talking on them. And he's talking, God heals. I know you might not see it, but God still heals. And while he's talking, his voice breaks and he's healed. He gets so emotional and overwhelmed by it. But he does not miss a beat and just keeps on speaking about the goodness of God. I want to see miracles in our worship. I want to see miracles in our daily walk. I want to see miracles in your workplace. I want to see miracles everywhere. Whatever you're believing for in your workplace, it, it, it might be one way, but God's going to turn it around to something else. Father, work your glory in our, in our workplaces. Father, work your glory in our workplaces. Help us to be your lamp in our workplace. Help us to be your servants, your ambassadors in our workplace, ministering love, ministering grace and salvation. Hallelujah. Have we got some oil? Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for healing. Just stretch your hands out to these guys. Father, thank you for healing. Thank you for healing. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website riveredgechurch.com.au